This is the Action Network Podcast. But this one is good. Without further ado. That's what the game's all about. All of a sudden you feel like you can't miss. I'm going to leave it up there. You couldn't make that if you tried that again. Absolutely not. Welcome to the Action Network Podcast, NBA edition. I'm your host, Matt Moore. You can find me on Twitter at HP Basketball. Joining me as always, Raheem Palmer and Brandon Anderson. Guys, Raheem, how are you doing today? I'm good. I'm, since the All-Star break, we've been rolling. So Always be victory lapping, Raheem. Always be victory lapping. Brandon, <laughs> how are you? Got to watch some actual basketball last night with NBA, and I'm ready to go. The props tool and your write-ups on the props for NCAA March Madness have been killing it, have they not? They have. We are at 31 and 12 so far on the tournament. Woo! That is a 72% Woo! hit rate and a Woo! 35% return on investment. So see you in the Sweet 16, folks. Jeez, red hot. You can check out more from Brandon on our award-winning app where you can also find Raheem's MVP update coming later in the week. Is that up today or is it coming out later in the week? I'm going to be doing every time there's news, but I just did an update on Monday. So you can check that out as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've got trade deadline news. I talked about stuff on Monday. I reported that the Celtics are the front runners for Aaron Gordon. You can find out more about that in the award-winning Action Network app. Also, make sure to check out all the great shows on the network this week, most especially our March Madness previews for the Sweet 16 and Elite Eight. That stuff is absolutely phenomenal, and I made uh, a pretty penny last weekend following the advice of my colleagues over in college basketball. Gentlemen, on today's show, Brandon has yet another excellent exercise as basically every week. I'm not having to come up with any show ideas because Brandon always has a killer concept. We'll do that. We'll go back to the future. Uh, I've got a crazy pill segment, and uh, we will do our Wednesday picks Brent, let's start with, as always, with our NBA Wednesday marquee. The marquee. You can hear the chatter from the crowd. Brandon, what's our concept for this week? What, what awesome little game have you cooked up for us? So it's March Madness. And did you guys know that in March, sometimes people like to do brackets? We're doing brackets. We've got to have a bracket. Oh, my goodness. So here's what we're doing. We're doing the middling team madness. We are throwing out the bottom couple teams in each conference, throwing out the top five that we talked about last week with their odds to make the conference finals. We're going to have everyone else in the middle today. So eight teams from each conference. We throw them into a tournament. It starts today in Indianapolis. It's a midweek March Madness tournament. Games are played four straight days, single elimination. All the rosters as is pre-trade deadline. So this is just who you got today. Winner of the tournament moves up to the number three pick in the draft. So there's some stakes here. We're playing. We've got a 16-team tournament, and we're just going to fly through it and see see who we got today. So you guys have the bracket beforehand. Before we get started, who do you think is the the Vegas betting odd favorite to win this tournament here? I will go. It's Dallas. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. They're the seventh seed in the Western Conference, tougher team, made the playoffs last year. All the rest of the teams have major flaws. I think Dallas is, is the odds-on favorite. Yeah, I, yeah, I agree so. with that. <laughs> so the, the teams that are not in this tournament, in case you're wondering, the teams at the top not here, Sixers, Nets, Bucks, uh, Heat, Jazz, Suns, Clippers, Lakers, and Nuggets. So those teams are all left out. Teams at the bottom, they're out too. We get everyone else left in the middle. So we're just going to jump into the bracket. There's no East, there's no West. It's all random. So our first matchup, single elimination, Memphis Grizzlies, Oklahoma City Thunder. Matt, who do you got? 
So the pick dynamic is interesting on this because that was one of, of the caveats was that the winner gets number three pick, right? So Oklahoma City plays harder in this. Like all of a sudden Sam Presti's like, no, no, no I need you, I need you guys to actually to play now. I need George Hill, Al Horford, I need you, I need you to actually try this time. But I think it's Memphis. Um I just think when you look at what Memphis has been able to accomplish this season, uh, hanging in there without Jaron Jackson, they were without Justice Winslow for half of the year. John Morant's been spectacular. They had the ninth best defense in the NBA. Uh, I think there's a lot of flaws of this Grizzlies team, but they've got a good bench. They've got some shooters on there as well. I think Ja is a big time performer and I like the Grizzlies to advance here. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, I actually make this number four. I'm actually, um, I mean, these teams actually play tonight. Uh, Like Matt said, you know, the Grizzlies have the nice best, best defense in the league, but they're playing Oklahoma city thunder team. That's just scoring 106 points per 100 possessions. That's 28th in the league this year. Um, take the Grizzlies. That should be easy. Yeah, I agree. It's the Grizzlies, by the way, uh, if, if you guys disagree, I will break the tie. Otherwise we're just going to keep on steamrolling right through this thing. So Memphis advances up next, Boston Celtics, Chicago bulls. Are we getting a repeat of that old Ray Allen series back in the day? Raheem, what do you think? I'm, I'm going to go with Boston. They got the playoff experience. Um, Bulls are a young team. They can't close games. We've seen it all year long. Just give me Boston. Matt, Upset alert. Chicago comes through. Zach Levine goes absolutely bonkers in the fourth quarter. NBA All-Star, Zach Levine. He shows that he is the best player on the floor as he has been amongst these guys this year. He has been the best. He has been the best player between these two rosters all season long. And that's with me respecting Jason Tatum a lot. Uh, I also like the inside matchup. You got Thaddeus Young being not, not being really in, in a troublesome spot versus Tristan Thompson and Daniel Tice. You've got Kimball Walker's difficulty. Meanwhile, like, yeah, like Kobe White's probably going to do some dumb stuff, but the Celtics always have one terrible quarter. And in that terrible quarter, you're going to get the Bulls into the game. They've struggled some in clutch time, but they haven't been like the worst team in the league. A lot of it's been like random, crazy stuff like Oklahoma City. I like Chicago to pull off the upset here. Well, really? The Bulls are 10 and 14 in a clutch. And they have a negative net rating of minus 6.3. But, how, but I guess so, how many of the better teams were those? Yeah, that's right. I mean, I, I mean, I'm just saying. How many, how many times have you bet a game? I, how many times have you bet a game where the Bulls are up 20, they're up 10, they're up five? They were five with six points. They were up five with eight seconds to go and lost to the Blazers. I've never seen anything like that. Yeah, but that, that's Dame. Like last night, I was expecting the Blazers to win until the clock hit zero. Like I was expecting the Nets to foul Dame on a four pointer. Like. The, the Blazers are are witches. They are witchcraft. <laughs> Cannot hold that against the Bulls. Brandon, break the tie. Well, this one's going to come as a huge shocker to everyone listening week after week. I had Boston ranked higher than Miami in my Eastern Conference odds last week, and I've been dumping on my hometown Bulls all season long. I just the, the playoff experience, the coaching. The you know the Bulls haven't been. Whoa, here before. whoa, 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 whoa! Billy Donovan's a good playoff coach. Yeah, Billy, Billy. Okay. I'll give you Billy. How Donovan. many times has Brad Stevens won when he's been a favorite in a series? I, I will give you Billy. This Donovan. Is a, the hill turn that's going on right now is amazing because early this year, y'all told me that the, the Celtics would beat the Nets in a one game playoff because of Brad Stevens. And now Brad Stevens is just nothing to you guys. This is amazing. No, I just think Billy Donovan's even better. I put Billy Donovan against, up against both of them. 
I, I will say this. I, I lean heavily on coaches when I make my March Madness bracket. And I considered that Brad Stevens is a huge ace in the hole, but so is Billy Donovan. He was great for Florida in March Madness. He's got the one game thing down. I appreciate the argument. I'm taking Boston. Celtics, one more thing on. on this wrong ruling that you have. Which team is playing harder for their coach right now? You hear from the Bulls, like how much they appreciate what Billy said. Like they feel really connected. Like they're a lot of this is just that he's not Jim Boylan, sure. Versus like yeah. the Celtics look a little checked out. Little, little checked out. Just, just saying. All right, fine. Boston mm. will advance. I'll edit that in my bracket. I think it's wrong. Let's go on the next. Nobody one. loves a draft pick like the Celtics. Okay. Next matchup, we've got the Indiana Pacers and your Golden State Warriors. Matt, who do you like in this matchup? Uh, I'm taking the Pacers uh, with Levert back. They've been a much better team. I think that they've just got a better overall squad. A lot of it is that the Warriors bench has cooled off so much. Like Eric Pascal has just struggled so much. Wiggins has turned back into, you know, Wiggins. Um, They don't have enough shooting around Steph Curry. Steph's probably going to have a flurry in the fourth quarter to make it interesting. But down the stretch, I trust the Pacers' overall talent. Indiana's better than their record. I feel very confident in that. They've had some terrible luck this year with injuries and what happened with Levert. Just a bunch of weird stuff has gone on with them. They're a better team. I like Indiana to advance. Yeah, I'm, I'm going with Indiana as well. I think, you know, with Levert out there, um, I've, I've touched on it a couple of times and, you know, the best bets. I mean, this team can actually score now. And then you, you're facing a Warriors team with Steph Curry. They're um, plus 11 points per 100 possessions with Curry on the floor. It's all dependent on him. And I just, I don't really trust, I can't trust Wiggins. I can't trust Oubre. Um, I, I think, you know, they're probably going to get Warren back at some point. Give me the Pacers. What does your model make this game? It actually has an Indiana minus one. Okay. All right. But well, I mean, that's in fact, they're much Levert in. Sure. Sure. sure yeah. Sure. I do uh, think this is a close one, but the Pacers do advance here. So Steph will be watching from home. He can rest up his tailbone now on, the, on a nice warm couch. Mm. All right. Last one on this side of the bracket. We've got the Sacramento Kings and the New Orleans Pelicans. Raheem, is this one any close at all? Um, I'm, I'm taking, I'm taking the, the Pelicans. Um, the, the Kings, they don't really have any hope of stopping Zion inside, um, especially if they, I mean, and if they don't trade Lonzo, I, I really like the Pelicans. I think the Pelicans are just, you know, top tier offense. The Kings can't really stop anybody. Um, I, I, I'm, I'm going with them. <laughs> yeah, the uh, Zion scores 50 here and the, and the Pelicans advance. We can, we can just move on here. Yeah, yeah, let's move on. I make the line five, so. <laughs> <laughs> All right, over to the right side of our bracket. Our first matchup, we've got the San Antonio Spurs and the Washington Wizards. It's an interesting one. Raheem, what do you think? I'm going to go with the Spurs. I just I can't go against Pop. I mean, the, the coaching mismatch is just – I mean, you spoke about that earlier. It's just – I mean, you got to go with the, the coaching mismatch in these playoff scenarios. Um, Pop versus Scott Brooks. Um, the Wizards have been respectable on defense, but I, I just think that the Spurs have a little bit too much. Do you know who's made more Western Conference finals in the 2010s between Scott Brooks and Greg Popovich? Do you know who's I mean, it's the guy who had Kevin Durant, Russell Westbrook, and James <laughs> Harden. You're saying Scott gets a bad rap. He gets a bad rap. Pretty good coach. Uh, I'll take Spurs here. Uh, their defense, <laughs> the kids, the athleticism, the bench is a big problem for the Wizards. Um, I think the Wizards, I think it's probably closer than people expect, right? I think at the end of this game, it's like really stressful. Um, with like Beal's got the ball down like four with a minute to go, but something weird happens. I'll go ahead and I'll take the Spurs. Very, very 
very close here, though. Yeah, I feel like we decided the Wizards were kind of back in this thing, and they have now lost seven of eight since the break. So I agree. Yep. Spurs are Spurs get the win here. All right, next up, we've got our pre-tournament favorite Dallas Mavericks in what should have been the league pass game of the night, but not anymore. LaMelo Ball is out. Do the Charlotte Hornets have a shot against the Mavericks here, Raheem? I mean, they have a shot because they shoot the three ball so well. And I think that's the – this is going to be a high-variance game. So if I was like a betting, a betting, like if there was a spread on this game and I had a chance to bet, I, I think I would, you know, lay some on the Hornets money line. But I think Dallas gets it done. No, no Lamelo Ball. That's a big loss for them. So, do you ever have a team that like just is better than you think it is, no matter how much like you think otherwise? Like no matter what your model, like your model keeps going the other way, but they just keep winning, and like, you just like. That's how it is. But you, but then you get to the point where you're like, you have, you come to a fork in the road and you're like, I either have to respect them or I have to double down. I'm doubling down. The Hornets suck. I have no idea how they're in the playoff race. This is infuriating. Dallas slaughters them. Luca goes off for 45. The Mavericks win. Please God, let the Hornets go away. The Hornets have gone away. They're gone. The Mavericks have moved on. I agree. All right, we got to our last region here. The committee did a terrible job. This bracket is loaded. I think that this is this is the one that everyone's arguing about on Selection Sunday. How did we put all four of these teams in here? So the remaining teams are Toronto, Portland, New York, and Atlanta. Up first, I think our marquee matchup of the first round, maybe if they decide to show up, the Toronto Raptors and the Portland uh, Trailblazers. Matt, is this actually a marquee game or are the Raptors just done? The Raptors are done. They're they're done. Look, I think a lot of this just I mean, a lot of this depends on when this is this game happens because I'll say this, like so much of what's going on with Toronto right now is just mm-hmm. they got it they got a COVID infection. Like they they've got COVID mm-hmm. and nobody's been the same since they came back, the same way that Jason Tatum struggled when he came back from COVID, the same way so many guys have struggled when they came back from COVID. It's a serious disease. I don't know if you noticed what's been going on for the last year. It's kind of a big deal. And so, like, Van Vliet and Siakam have not been the same. Uh, but I just think the, I think the Raptors know that this is the end of the run. I think that they don't have enough bench depth. Um, you know, guys know how I feel about these Portland Trailblazers. <laughs> but I, you know, here, here's what I would say. Um, this should be, like, a comfortable eight-point Blazers win. It winds up having to be another Dame time. He has to hit two threes in the last, like, 90 seconds. But he does, and the Blazers advance. Yeah, I, I think the Raptors are about as dead as fried chicken, as in the words of Jules from Pulp Fiction. I mean, this team, they can't defend anybody. They had the COVID outbreak. It is, I mean, they're talking about trading Lowry and Norm Powell. <laughs> Give me Dane. <laughs> well, I was ready to break a tie in favor of the North here, but you guys didn't give me a chance. I, I still believe if you put Toronto – all they need is one win. One win here turns the tide. They come through. They get that mojo back. They got the playoff setting. I was ready for a sleeper Toronto run. You guys think it's done. Maybe it's done. We'll see. Tomorrow's the trade deadline. It might really be done by then. So Portland moves on. Last matchup of the first round, New York Knickerbockers and the Atlanta Hawks. Matt, do the New York Knicks get a win here? Uh, no, Tibbs' team's always underperforming the playoffs because everyone tries hard in the playoffs. And so, um, sadly for him, heart, grit, and effort is not enough versus Trey Young and the amount of shooters that he's got. The biggest thing here is that Atlanta actually can play some defense. 
like they actually can defend a little bit and they can score. The Knicks can defend, but they can't really score all that well. So uh, I like the Hawks to advance here. I think Trey Young has a coming out game uh, and the Hawks get it done. I'm, I'm betting on the regression. I mean, the Knicks have been the luckiest team in the league this year. They gave up the sixth highest percentage of three-point field goals. They gave up 30, like 39% of opponent um, field goals against the Knicks are three-point um, field goals. But for some reason, teams just can't make them. They're shooting a, a, a league low 33.6%. I think, you know, Trey Young goes off. They finally make some threes. Um, last night was crazy to see, you know, Wizards were like three from 16 from three at one point. Um, it finally catches up to him here. I'm going with the Hawks. The analytically minded folks just absolutely hate the Knicks this year because they just keep breaking the models. Like, like everyone's so annoyed. They're like, the defense has to regress sometime. And it just doesn't. And it just doesn't. It, it, it really just I've been not, there. Doesn't. I've been there. But I, I've, I've <laughs> gone the other way where I'm like, they try really hard because of Tibbs. And if you try really hard in the regular season, that matters. I, did, I mean, Julius Randle was like the MVP at this point. Julius Randle. <laughs> yep. like, I've never seen anything like it. <laughs> I got to say, if I'm filling out a bracket, this might be my 12-5 upset. I, I just think I, I'm with you on the Tibbs thing. I, I've, you know, I've watched my Bulls and my Wolves for years. But in one game, just against Atlanta, Trey's never had this playoff field before. And I, I just see, like, I see one of those that the refs swallow the whistle for New York and Tibbs just, like, they follow Trey, like, 40 times all game, but only call about 10 of them. I feel like New York could pull that off, you know, slow it down. Just give us one of those true March Madness, like, 60 to 58 slog sort of games. I would pick New York in my bracket. I don't get to pick them. Atlanta moves on. This is Action Network podcast producer Matt Mitchell here to tell you our friends at BetMGM have a great new sign-up offer for our listeners, a $600 risk-free first bet. Here's how it works. If you don't already have an account at BetMGM, just sign up, make your first deposit, and place that initial wager. If the bet wins, you get all the money. If it doesn't win, BetMGM will refund you in free bets up to $600. It's that simple. Just click on the link in this episode description to get started. BetMGM has been a great podcast partner, and they've got all the features gamblers like us love, like live betting and daily odds boosts. Plus, they're compatible with BetSync, so when you place a wager at BetMGM, that bet can automatically be tracked in your action app. So open an account today and make your first bet risk-free up to $600. Just click on the link in this episode description to get started. Must be 21 or older and physically located in Michigan, New Jersey, Colorado, Indiana, West Virginia, Iowa, Virginia, Tennessee, Nevada, or Pennsylvania. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700 in Colorado and Nevada, 1-800-GAMBLER in New Jersey, Pennsylvania, and West Virginia, 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana, 1-800-270-7117 in Michigan, 1-800-889-9789 in Tennessee, 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa, or 1-888-532-3500 in Virginia. BetSync not available in Nevada. Thanks for listening. Now back to the show. All right. We move on to our Elite Eight. We are down to Memphis, Boston, Indiana, New Orleans, San Antonio, Dallas, Portland, and Atlanta. So our first matchup of the round is the Memphis Grizzlies and the Boston Celtics. Fighting for a pick sounds familiar with these two teams. Matt, what do you think? Uh, because it should not be Memphis, it should be, or it should not be Boston, it should be Chicago. Uh, I'm taking Memphis actually to upset here. We just saw this matchup, and you know, I think 
uh, a lot of it just comes down to Memphis's depth is just a lot better. Like Memphis is going to win those second and fourth quarters a lot, and the starters are going to have to bail them out. I think it's this is a close game. Like I would be surprised if this wasn't a pick 'em, but I would just very. I would want to put my money on the Grizzlies, who tend to find ways. I think last year's the struggles in the, in the bubble when everybody got hurt and they were trying to get through the the playoff the play in taught them some stuff. I'll take. I also like Taylor Jenkins a lot. I'll take the Memphis Grizzlies to advance here. Uh, I'm going to reluctantly take the Celtics. Um, my line actually makes the Celtics. You've been dogging the Celtics like all year. Now all of a sudden you're like, oh man, my Celtics. Like, what are you doing? I, I just have to, I mean, I still have too much respect for Tatum. I still have too much respect for, you know, Jalen Brown, Marcus Smart. I just think those are, you know, top tier guys at the end of the day. And in a one game playoff scenario, I mean, against, you know, the Grizzlies and, you know, the Bulls who don't really have their experience. I got to go with them. So this, this is a really good game. This would be a really fun one. I feel like, I feel like this is one of those like one seed that drew eight seed Loyola in the second round. I think this game goes down to the wire. Memphis just has a ton of dudes that can play. Yeah. I, I trust a lot of their guys you know, even like Xavier Tillman and Desmond Bain and Brandon Clark, they just have a ton of dudes that are going to like, I'm not afraid of these guys having to show up in a playoff game. And uh, when I did my bracket before this, I had Boston as, as the winner of the whole thing here, just because when it comes down to a one game, I just keep seeing Tatum and Brown and Kemba and smart and Brad Stevens and guys that I've seen here before, but it's not happening right now. Boston has lost five of seven. I'm really close. I think we go to overtime I got to give a slight edge to the Celtics. Help Celtics move on here. But I think it's a really close one. All right. Our next game is the Indiana Pacers and the New Orleans Pelicans. Raheem, why don't you start on this one? I think I watched these two teams play. Um, I'm going with the Pelicans in the upset. Um, I, I just – the Pacers have no chance of stopping Zion. I think Zion is going to be the best player on the court. Um, and, you know, that counts for something. Um, this is a really tough one, but, yeah, I, I think I'm going to go with the young team to get the upset. <laughs> I think if you pay attention to the lines this year, I, I don't actually think they'd be dogs. I think the Pelicans would be, like, one and a half, two favorites. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. I think you're right about that. Yeah, so – um, I'll take the Pelicans as well. Uh, I think a lot of it is that if you can phys- if you can out physical Indiana, they have real problems. And the Pelicans are maybe the most physical team in the league. So you got that. You got Brandon Ingram. Um, they've got good length to be able to contest Brogdon. It's a pass-heavy offense, which fit which fits a lot more of what the Pelicans want to defend. It's one of the reasons that they defend the Nuggets so well and have done so well against them historically. Um, <clears throat> I like their scheme, which is two on ball at the level versus Brogdon Lavert's probably going to have a big game, but you kind of live with that. If you can limit Sabonis uh, with Steven Adams or Zion, like you probably put Steven Adams on Sabonis and have Zion handle Turner. And that's just like a Titanic battle down low of like monsters. Uh, but I will take the Pelicans here with more firepower and uh, a little bit more physicality to get past the Pacers. All right, so the Pelicans move on. We are headed to Texas for our next game. Dirk Nowitzki and Tim Duncan will be sitting courtside. It's a throwback to a whole ton of great playoff series we had. 
We only got one game today, San Antonio and Dallas. Matt, what do you think? I like Dallas here. Um, as much as I think that there's that the Spurs are still alive for the division, I think that Dallas is obviously playing much better. They figured out a lot of stuff. Luke has been playing great. Um, I think this is close because I think Chris Porzingis shoots something like three of 14 from the field and everyone's just like, <laughs> what, like what, what, what is up with that guy? But I think the shooters are enough. The Spurs are still moderately low in three point rate. They still, they're higher, but not as much. Uh, the Spurs like Keldon Johnson is a good player, but still pretty inefficient. Like who on the Spurs is stepping up outside of DeRozan to really take over. I think DeRozan has a big game here, but uh, we know that Aldridge is going to be gone. So I will go ahead and I will take the Dallas Mavericks to advance. Yeah, I'm going to go with the Mavericks. I mean, when you look at this Mavericks team over the last couple of weeks, they're, they're, they're number one offense in the league. They're scoring 122 points per 100 possessions. Um, I'm big on taking teams who can shoot the three um, and outscore their opponent from three. Obviously, DeRozan in that situation is a little bit of a liability, despite how good he's been. Uh, I think they have guys to throw at DeRozan. I think they have Dorian Finney-Smith. They have um, Josh Richardson. So they have guys who can you know slow him down in the playoff setting. So I like Dallas. Yeah, I think Dallas does win this one. I, I do think this is a spot where I'd probably play a small a small amount on a Spurs money line. I feel like just the pop factor and the experience would give me a shot. The Spurs are are kind of like the you know the Syracuse of this bracket. They're just always going to be in there. They got the coach. You just never know what might happen. And uh, I I actually picked the upset in my bracket as I filled it out. But Dallas moves on here. The tournament favorite stays alive. All right, our last matchup, I want an over-under on this matchup, too. We've got the Portland Trailblazers and the Atlanta Hawks. No defense to be found, all offense. Raheem, who do you got here, and what's your line on this game? My line on this game, wow. Um, I should make Atlanta favorites. Um, Ooh. I, I, yeah, I have Atlanta minus three, um, and I think I have the over-under at 230. Um you know, in a playoff setting, I'm I'm kind of looking to go under um, just because the, the games are just slower paced. Atlanta's defense is, you know, a lot better um, than they've shown um, most of the year. I think they actually, you know, to me, this is a tough game because I, I can't really bet against Dane. <laughs> Regardless of what my numbers say, I'm going to I'm going to trust Dame over um Trey Young any day. So I'm going to go with the Blazers just because of that. But I mean, man, this is, this is the tough game. <laughs> Wait, I'm sorry. This was a tournament situation. So it's like the playoffs, right? So why are you, why are you scared of betting on betting against Dame? Um, because I, I'm not really a big fan of Trey Young. I'm going to be honest with you. I, think- I mean, I hear you, but like, let's be real about, about, let's be real about Damian Lillard. And in a one game environment, you know what they're going to do? They're going to put two on ball. You go back, any team that has actually effectively managed to put two at the level of the screen versus Damian Lillard has shut him down. Like, it's a problem. I'm sorry. I, I love Dame. I think Dame's the best leader in the NBA. I think I, I put a bet in on him for MVP the other day. We should not overstate mm. who he is in the playoffs. Let's not overstate that. The Atlanta Hawks are winning this game. Look. The Blazers, <laughs> the Blazers offensively are sixth. Great. Awesome. Congratulations. Everybody in the NBA can score now. The Hawks are 10th 
And then defensively, he said, oh, no defense to be found. The Hawks are 18th in defense, and that's without DeAndre Hunter for a month. The Hawks have not been a bad defense this season. Like, when they look bad, they look bad. I'll grant you that. But nobody is going to look that bad versus the Portland Trailblazers. Like, yeah, they got firepower, but that bench unit's not any good. Atlanta's got more veterans on the bench. Atlanta's got a rim protector in Clint Capella. Atlanta does have Trey Young, who, like, look, I, I get the, the the skepticism about Young, but the guy gets buckets and he gets assists. He's got shooters. He's got a rim finisher in Clint Capella, and they can actually defend. The Blazers cannot. The Blazers are 29th in defense, Brandon. Are you going to pick a team that's 29th in defense to advance here? I'm not. I'm picking a team that will actually play a little bit of defense. The Portland Trail Blazers are – I think the Blazers would be a near-tournament favorite. I, I, I suspected that that was going to be your pick. I had a couple of buddies fill this bracket out, and Portland was the champ on every one of them. Remember, I had Portland losing the first round at Toronto. I, <laughs> I, I just am not in on this Portland team. In a playoff setting, they're terrible. The only worst defense is Sacramento, and that hardly even counts. So Atlanta is going to actually play a little defense. Am I actually picking Trey Young over Dame? That's the spot that Raheem came to also. But Raheem, your model said Atlanta is the better team, the better favorite. They're playing well. They just won eight in a row until their last game. I'm going to take Atlanta to advance here. So we're down to our final four. And our first matchup of the night is the Boston Celtics and the New Orleans Pelicans. Final four, remember... We're on a single elimination four-day tournament. We're on day three here. Who's still holding up, Boston or New Orleans? Raheem, who do you got? Wow. Um, I'm not picking against Boston. Um, I, I just have seen there's, – there's just – I've seen way too many games this year where the Pelicans have just choked in the clutch. And I, I can't do it. Um, the Pelicans are 9-12 in the clutch. They have a negative net rating. I just push. I mean, the Celtics have struggled in the clutch as well, but I well, just. What's the Celtics I, record in the clutch? 11 and 18. What? What are you saying right now, then? Be, I'm giving them the benefit of the doubt. Why? I got to give. Because we've seen them pull things out time and time again. What? Who? Who in this core? Who has done that? Marcus Smart, Trey Young. I mean, not Trey Young. <laughs> Jalen Brown <laughs> and Jason Tatum. We've seen it happen. Versus they've who? Been to multiple con- we think we, they've been to multiple conference finals. Okay, 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 okay. Last year, let's be real clear on this. They should have gotten out of that Raptors series in five. Okay, the only reason we're holding on to this, oh, the Raptors and the, champ- the heart of a champion is because – the Raptors snuck in because the Celtics didn't close the freaking door last year like they should have and beaten that Raptors team in five. We've got Here's a the Celtics thing. team that, they, by the, the way. Celtics should, the, the Celtics should have lost game two. But Marcus Smart hit all them threes in the clutch. They really should have lost game two. What are we talking two. about? What about the, what about the, the, the quarter three by Powell? Like, what are we talking about? 
Just saying. I mean, that game. I I thought the series were was closer than it should. It, no, it, it, it no, was no, close. No. That series was wide open and should have been done in five. That series should have been done in five, and the Raptors gritted it out because the Celtics let them because they didn't execute because they are not this clutch team that you're talking about. Also, also, this is the you talk about like Brad Stevens and all this. Let's go back to 2018 and the Cavaliers, maybe the worst finals appearance team that I've ever seen. Gets past that's, Boston, like that's a, that's another series. I don't even want to talk about that. I lost a lot of money in that series. So, I lost a lot. The worst from your mistakes, man. Don't be trusted, Boston. Nor but that was LeBron James. That had to do with LeBron James. That no wasn't wins this game because this has to do with Zion Williamson. We've seen this matchup though. Look, the past two seasons, actually, if you go back and you rewatch this Pelicans games, the Celtics have struggled versus the Pelicans. Like this is a trouble for them. Like this is a problem spot. This They've is got true. Steven Adams. That's a better center than, than anybody on Boston. They've got Zion Williamson. That's a better power forward than anybody on Boston. Brandon Ingram versus Jalen Brown, probably a wash. I love Brown. I think Jalen's a better defender, but Brandon's really efficient. You've got better stuff there. They've, they've got better point guard, but here's the thing is like, okay, you got Campbell Walker, right? But even with Kemba, you say, like, well, Kemba's such a big advantage over Eric Bledsoe, which I agree with, but Eric Bledsoe's a great defender. Kemba with his knees at this age versus Eric Bledsoe's defense. Then you've got the bench unit with Kyra Lewis and all the rest of those guys, Nikhil Alexander-Walker, all of those. No, the Pelicans are winning this game. Like, please, for the love of God, let Boston out of their misery. Let them go, Brandon. Let the Boston Celtics go home. (laughs) Oh, look, it's me with the Boston Celtics tiebreaker vote. Who shall I choose here? I'm going with the Pelicans. The Celtics are done. (laughs) I just think, I agree, Zion is going to absolutely mash in this game. The Celtics are on their third game in three nights. They've been playing the starting five, like 44 minutes a game. They're done. They got no depth. They got no youth. Kemba, his knees are like grinding to a pulp at this point. Zion (laughs) and Adams win the rebounding battle like two to one. Pelicans win. It's not even close. Pelicans win by like 20. The Celtics are done. They're home. They're gone. All right. Our other Final Four matchup. Finally, at long last, we will find out the answer to who really won the trade, Luka Doncic or Trey Young. Is it Dallas or Atlanta? Heading to our finals, Matt. Who you got? Uh, it's it's Luca and the Mavericks. Like this is going to be like a comfortable fifteen point win. Like there's no there's no real question about this. This would not be all that much of a matchup. The Mavericks. Luca goes off for forty five. Trey has thirty five on thirty eight shots, and the Mavericks advance uh, to the finals. Yeah, I mean Dallas has beat them four out of the last five times. I, I just. I'm not picking against Dallas here. I think Dallas is a better team. We could just move on. <laughs> All right. I agree. Dallas is in the finals. And, oh, boy, are we going to make some TV money on this one? We got Luka. We got Zion. We're in the finals. It's our fourth game in four days. It's a Foga Baba Baba. We are here. <laughs> it's the finals. Mavericks, Pelicans, number three pick on the line. One of these teams is going to add like Evan Mobley or someone to their already stacked core. Who's going to be, who's winning the tournament? Raheem, who's your pick? What's your line? Who are we taking here? I still value playoff experience. I think, you know, what Luka did last year, you know, against the Clippers that, I mean, that said a lot about this team. I mean, I still, I just, these are two teams that really struggle in the clutch. So it's just like, it can kind of go either way, but I got to trust the playoff experience. I trust Luka. Um, I trust Josh Richardson. I I, I just, I'm going with Dallas. (laughs) 
Yeah, it's the Pelicans. The Pelicans win this thing. Uh, I think the Pelicans win this thing based off of, look, um, one, the physicality is going to be a problem for the Mavericks. You've got – here's a problem. At some point, Chris Asporzingis is going to try and guard Zion Williamson, and Zion is going to break him into a million pieces. He's going to dunk on him so hard that Chris Stapps is just absolutely <laughs> destroyed and breaks into a million pieces and flies all over the place. Like that's going to happen. Um, look, Luca, I think is probably great in the situation, but the Mavericks, uh, the, the Pelican scheme is to put two on ball. Okay. They play really aggressive at the level of the screen. The Nuggets have had success versus Luca doing that exact scheme is you get the ball out of his hands and then you ball deny. And if you do that, you're going to have a lot of success because the Mavericks are so much more heliocentric this year in terms of one guy does everything. Luca has the highest usage in the league right now. Okay. Uh, if you focus in and you put that much pressure on Luca and you make everybody else beat you, the Mavericks are not used to it. They don't know how to execute in those situations. It's close. There's a lot of firepower, but ultimately I like the Pelicans to grit out a five point win. Oof. All right. Well, I, I think we probably should put this to the listeners. We're going to need like a Twitter poll up later to see what everyone really thinks. I like both teams. They're both playing well. Pelicans have won four of six. The Mavericks have won seven of 10. Both of them have got their offense moving in the right direction. I like it. I like where things are heading. I just feel in the end, like Dallas is the better team. They they've only lost by more than 10 points once since February 4th. They've got a lot of big wins, which bodes well for the overall, you know, their metrics and just their overall team uh, ability. I like Luca. He's the best player on the court in this one. As good as Zion is and is becoming, I still want Luca over Zion. I like, I, I see matchup edges for both sides. I want Rick Carlisle in this matchup with all due respect. Yeah. But yeah, I think it's close. I think it's going to be a great game. And the Mavericks, the Mavericks need this a little bit more. The Pelicans have like 7,000 picks anyway. I just <laughs> trade all the picks for whoever they want anyway. The Mavericks don't have any picks. They traded them for Porzingis. Porzingis is playing all 48 in this one because he's the reason that they're playing in this one. We need the number three pick. Dallas needs that star. I, I'm taking the Mavericks. They are our middling madness champions. I like it. I like it. I like it. Really fun game. That was awesome. Before we move on here, we want to tell you about our friends at Athletic Brewing Company, makers of America's most flavorful non-alcoholic beer. Listen, guys, the NBA season is in the home stretch, and Raheem Brandon and I are here to help listeners like you make smart, rational gambling decisions. But if you go out there and get totally hammered on a case of IPAs and start eyeballing the board, you're going to get catch a case of bet regret. You'll be out there on the lawn, shirtless, betting asinine long shots, saying things like, James Harden could win MVP this year. It's a recipe for disaster. So if you're thinking of taking it easy on the booze this April and celebrating the return of spring with just some nice level-headed gambling, Athletic Brewing's award-winning beers are a great option. Because for years now, Athletic Brewing has been making great tasting beers that celebrate the innovation of great craft beer, but without the alcohol. So if you want to support this show, head to athleticbrewing.com, check out their selection, and place an order using code ACTION15. That's ACTION15, and it gets new customers 15% off their first order. And if you order two or more six-packs, shipping is always free. That's athleticbrewing.com. Use code ACTION15 on that first order and enjoy great taste while keeping your gambling edge. All right, it's time for Thanks for Nothing. Good teams win. 
and great teams cover. But some teams do neither. This is Thanks for Nothing. And it's too late, baby, now it's too late. Though we really did try to make it. This week, uh, we talk about teams that have absolutely failed us, just absolutely ruin us. It's usually for a team that lost and failed to cover, but uh, I have a little bit of a different one this week. Mine's thanks for nothing, Charlotte Hornets. Guys, if I bet on them, they lose. If I And this is before LaMelo. If I bet on them to like win a quarter in which they're, they should absolutely win, they lose. If I bet against them in any context, they win. They're driving me absolutely insane. They tied the Spurs last night in the second quarter where the Spurs are absolutely dynamite. They've got no LaMelo ball. I'm like, this is great. I just can't with this team. Please, I'm begging you, Raheem Brandon, stop me from betting the Hornets in any capacity. I need help. Mm. Dig in. Certainly does look delicious. It's the Wednesday NBA Buffet. Chew and swallow, no savoring. Wednesday picks. One pick from each of you. Uh, I'm going to lead off this week because uh, I am going back to the well. Luka Doncic over three and a half three-pointers. You're still getting it plus money. They finally raised the number, Brandon. They went from two and a half to three and a half, but they're still putting it at like plus 140. He's hit like five of the last six of these and seven of the last 11. I'm absolutely all in. Luca's shooting a ton of threes night to night. Love this bet. I'm taking Luca over three and a half plus 140. Brandon, what's your pick for the night? Yep, I like that one. He's just been consistently hitting that over. I'm going with a prop here as well. I'm going back to Old Faithful. You guys know I love my Orlando Magic props this season. And I'm going to going back to Nick Vucevic tonight. Over 13 and a half rebounds plus assists. That's at minus 113 right now. And I just think this line is low. We project him at over 17 there. He's averaging almost 12 rebounds and four assists per game. The Magic, as always this season, are shorthanded. They could be more shorthanded. Like this is a this is easily a case where like Gordon or Fournier end up not playing or get pulled mid-game because of trade talks or something like that. Vooch has gone over 14 rebounds alone in 13 of his games. He's gone over this combo prop 30 out of 43. Phoenix is kind of a tough matchup. Doesn't give me enough pause. I'm taking the over here. 13 and a half rebounds plus assists. Raheem, what's your pick for the night? I'm going with the Nuggets. Um, the Raptors, like, I mean, we spoke about this earlier. The Raptors are done. Um, and I, I think Masai knows it. Uh, everybody in the organization knows it. I mean, when I look at this, when I look at the matchup, you know, just in general, um, the Nuggets just have so many areas in which they can exploit. I mean, they're shooting 67% at the rim, you know, against a Raptors team that just struggles with rim protection. Um, so, I mean, the Raptors are 19th in allowing points at the rim. Um, they also are allowing the fourth highest frequency of opponent three-point field goal um, attempts. And, you know, that might have worked out well when you had fans and, you know, things that distract players and everything like that. But when you have an environment where there's no fans, you know, teams are shooting lights out. Um, so I, I, you can't stop the rim. You can't stop opponents at the rim. You can't stop opponents from three. Um, you, you're never really recovered from a COVID outbreak. And then you have a Nuggets team, which are coming, they're coming off a blowout win against the, the Magic. So the starters really didn't play heavy minutes last night. So I think the Nuggets, you know, they, they, they really, they, they, they make the Raptors go a stick. Um, I mean, we can see Lowry and um, Powell get moved. Um, so they might not play. 
Um, this thing's over. It's been a good seven-year run. I've really enjoyed it. Probably one of my favorite teams to watch. Kyle Lowry's from Philly. I love him. I, you know, he's the same age as me. Um, his birthday is actually this week. Um, my birthday is actually this week as well. So we're both Aries, one of my favorite players, but it's over. So I'm going with the Nuggets. So we're both Aries. I love that. That's, that's great. Happy birthday, Raheem, by the way. Early. Thank you, man. I appreciate it. Happy birthday to you, too. <laughs> uh, uh, it's rare that you take a side. You haven't taken sides this year. You, you're that's true. mostly playing totals. I mean, I've been playing – I, I started off the season playing sides, but, I mean, I, I recognized that this was going to be a weird year. Um, so I just – I would rather not deal with the, the, the swings and stuff like that. So I've been playing more totals. I, I like that pick too, Raheem. I actually – just before we start recording, I just put that exact pick in as my best bet on our staff best bets today. So I like all three. I think I'm going to do a, a buffet parlay and just go for the gold tonight. Magic are plus 10 versus the Suns tonight. That's a lot. Like, I make it 11. <laughs> <laughs> the Magic are not bad. Like, I don't know. The Magic are better than their record. They don't get blown out much. I don't feel like the Magic get blown out much. They got blown out against the Celtics on Sunday. Yeah, but didn't they 112. beat the Celtics in like the game, but in the duplex before that? I don't think so. I think that was the Cavs. But yeah, they got blown out one twelve ninety six, and then they got blown out against against the Nuggets. They were getting blown out against the Knicks, but they came all the way back. Um, it was the night we did the betcast because Preston was talking about it on air. The Celtics lost the Magic at some point in the history of man. They have lost to the Celtics. They have lost to the Celtics at some point. <laughs> it was probably um, game one of a playoff series. That's when it would have happened. Right, 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 right. All right, all right. Then we're going to get out of here. Thanks for joining us on the NBA mm. Action Network show. We really appreciate you guys joining us. Make sure to check out all the great content this week and download our award-winning app. Uh, come back for March Madness previews, everything that you're going to need to hear from Stucky and the crew about the Sweet 16 and Elite 8. Make sure to follow us in the Action app as well for all of our picks. And we'll see you guys again next time on the Action Network NBA podcast. We're finished talking.